We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me shortly is Chris Biederman. He covers the 49ers for the Sacramento Bee. And we're talking about the 49ers loss to the Titans, where not a lot of things went right. And we are going to jump into that. So let's get into it. Blue Wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. don't want to say worst loss of the year because that feels reactionary. It was a Thursday night. It was a short week and they've had worse losses, but we need to start with Jimmy Garoppolo because it's very, very difficult to walk away from what happened Thursday night and not go, wow, a lot of that 20 to 17 loss was because of mistakes the quarterback made in key spots specifically at the beginning of the game he had two interceptions he had the bad miss to kyle use he had the near interception to rashawn evans the the titans linebacker he just wasn't good and it was we'll dig into the game itself but just given the quarterback conversation this year watching thursday night it was like oh yeah there's no way that they're rolling with this guy for another year and you saw why he's just yeah, not good it, enough. It was, it was sort of the full Jimmy Garoppolo experience, which I feel like I've said after a lot of games right. this, this season, but it's <laughs> that like, was the, that was the Seahawks Jimmy, game that just happened. Right. Jimmy Garoppolo starts well, is efficient, is moving the ball down the field. Kyle Shanahan's getting great looks for him. He's hitting guys in stride and they're getting yards after catch. They had that opening touchdown drive, which was, uh, I don't want to say flawless, but like it was exactly how you would want that drive to go. The 49ers went the length of the field, scored a rushing touchdown with Jeff Wilson Jr. finishing it and didn't even have a third down on the drive. Right. Like that's how, you know, Kyle Shanahan is in a good rhythm in that moment when you get a series without even having a third down. Um, but 
while Jimmy Garoppolo can be really good and, and we've seen him play pretty well for the last couple months and all the statistics are there. And I know yards per attempt coming into the game, it was tops in the league and quarterback ratings good and all that stuff. But the backbreaking mistakes ultimately, in my opinion, were the reasons the 49ers lost this game, even more so than the defense, which was horrendous on third down, which we'll talk about. But you leave points on the field when you throw an interception in the end zone uh, looking for George Kittle. You Who was only, never open. You only get a field goal because you miss a wide open Kyle Juszczyk for a walk-in touchdown on a deep throw, which we talk about all the time with Jimmy Garoppolo and his inability to be accurate and consistently push the ball downfield. And then you throw an interception on the first snap of the second half, which leads directly to a touchdown. And you put all these things together in a game where you lose by three points to a team that was really struggling offensively. And basically Jimmy Garoppolo kept Tennessee in the game Mm -hmm. because it should have at least been 17, nothing going into halftime. It could have been 21, nothing going into halftime and the Titans finished with 20 points. (laughs) You know, like you, 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 it's, it's really that, that simple for me. And I know a lot of other things happen in the game, which, which we will touch on, but it's just, that's the maddening thing about Jimmy Garoppolo and ultimately why Kyle Shanahan wants to move on because with the way the offense was going and just, you know, the last couple of weeks and in the Falcons game, it's like a lot of guys are just open by design of the offense and Jimmy mm-hmm. Garoppolo a lot of the time does a really good job in getting the ball out on time and throwing put making throws and putting guys in position to get a lot of yards after the catch. And it even happened late in the game when Debo Samuel went 56 yards to uh, on the, on the game tying drive before they, before they lost on the game winning field goal. But just the mistakes are so killer. Mm -hmm. They're so killer when you do not have a dominant defense, when your cornerback situation is what it is right? Like you just cannot make those mistakes in the NFL where so many teams are basically equal Mm -hmm. and that you just need to not, the the team that doesn't shoot itself in the foot is generally the team that wins. Like that's, that's just how it feels. Like I've always been a believer that more games are lost in the NFL than won. right? Like you just need to do the things you're supposed to do, not make mistakes and you're going to win. And that's been evident by all the numbers like Niners were seven and zero coming into this game when Jimmy Garoppolo does not throw an interception, mm-hmm. right? They're 17, they're 17 and six when they win the turnover battle under Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. And that includes a, a stint with a lot of bad quarterbacks, mm-hmm. right? Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard and, and so on. So like, it's about the mistakes for this 49ers team and they just keep making them. And this was a super winnable game. And, you know, I, they're, they're still fine for the playoffs. Like, I don't think ultimately this isn't catastrophic in terms of the standings and their playoff chances, because if they win next week against Houston, then they'll, you know, I mean, what this does is it takes away their margin for error and basically means they have to play well against, they, they have to try to win week 18 against the Rams. Like yes. if, if they did, if they had a little bit of cushion by winning this Tennessee game and then taking care of Houston next week, then they're in a position where it's like, all right, it's not do or die against the Rams. And it might not even be do or die against the Rams. But the point remains, this was a winnable game. And when you're kind of a middling team, which is what the 49ers are right now. And when you're a wild card team competing with a bunch of other teams trying to get in the division, these are just games you have to have. 
You have mm-hmm. to take advantage of opportunities when other teams are down, when you're outplaying them. And ultimately, it felt like, you know, we watched the first half and the 49ers basically dominated the first half. Mm-hmm. But it was so easy to be. It was just like, well, he missed Kyle Ustek for an easy touchdown. And he threw a pick in the end zone to when he was looking for George Kittle on that one. And I was like, well, they're up 10 nothing and they're dominating this game. But it doesn't feel like that's not you don't feel good about that 10 nothing. No, because it needed to be no. 17 or 21 nothing at that point. Totally. Not like not even close. It, they they should have run away with the game in the first half. And the problem with so I heard somebody talking about this on the radio where they said Jimmy Garoppolo gets overly criticized for mistakes that other quarterbacks also make. And I'll I'll buy that, but the problem is the reason he's overly criticized for those mistakes is because he's not good enough to make up for them. If Patrick Mahomes rolling to his right tries to throw one across the field and throws a bad interception in the middle of the field, you know he's going to get that back for you. You know he's going to make five plays that make up for that one bad one. With Garoppolo, there aren't enough good plays that are that there aren't enough special plays where it's not just, oh, he delivered an accurate ball to Debo Samuel over the middle of the field that you know, Samuel was open and he threw a strike that every quarterback in the NFL should be making. If you're starting in the NFL, you should make a lot of the throws that Jimmy Garoppolo makes. There aren't enough special plays where you're like, damn, that was that was a hell of a play by Garoppolo to make up for the head scratching mistakes. He had at least four of them off the top of my head. And I'm sure there's more on on Thursday. It's not about his ceiling. We know he can the offense can be good with him under center. It's about how bad it can be. And it was highlighted Thursday because he was he was the one leaving points on the field and then giving the Titans points in the second half with that with that overthrow to Samuel and the interception by right. by uh, Amani Hooker. I will I will reject the premise that Jimmy Garoppolo gets unfairly crit- criticized because every quarterback in the NFL gets unfairly criticized. Sure. I, I That's mean, just I, part I, of it. Like even, I, even Pat Mahomes early in the season when he's turning the ball over a lot is like, everyone's like, did we anoint Pat Mahomes too early? It's like, no, no I we did, we did not. <laughs> you know? totally. I, I was, I was trying to get to a different point. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the reason it, he earns the criticism is because he's not good enough. Like right. you can't make the mistakes he makes when you're not doing anything to make up for it. Right. That's the, you, you said this and it hit me because I'd never really like articulated it this way, but you said this offense would be nearly unstoppable if the 49ers had a top five quarterback and you might be able to stretch that to like top eight or 10. Yeah. You see how many good players they have on that side of the ball. And it's like, man, if they had a playmaker under center, you know, what would a defense do? I, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. My, my thing with Jimmy Garoppolo has always been like, well, Jimmy, you know, Jimmy gets criticized and whatever. It's like the 49ers have been good in one of Jimmy Garoppolo's like elite, like a good elite team one time in Jimmy Garoppolo's four seasons as a franchise quarterback. The difference between the elite quarterbacks and the middling quarterbacks are the guys that carry your team year in and year out, no matter what the rest of the roster looks like, and you have a chance to win your division with because you have that quarterback, whether it's Aaron Rodgers 
or Russell Wilson saved for this year. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, like you can go down the list of all the elite guys, Tom Brady, obviously like those, those teams are in contention year in and year out and the 49ers and injuries are a part of it. They factor in, like, I'm not, it's, it's just a a matter of fact that Jimmy Garoppolo's injuries are part of this, but Jimmy Garoppolo has been mostly healthy Mm -hmm. and the 49ers are kind of a middling team. And Mm -hmm. a lot of their losses are tied directly to Jimmy Garoppolo mistakes. So that's ultimately it. And it's like Kyle Shanahan knows it. But it, I mean, the, the, the weird thing, I was thinking about this on the fourth down play. Where there's the Trent Williams um, false start and it goes from fourth and one to fourth and six or whatever it was, maybe fourth and seven. Brandon Ayuk probably that I mean, he was open. That's a throw Jimmy Garoppolo probably should make. And it should have been a first down. Garoppolo makes a wide throw 49ers turn it over and it you know that was one and we're talking about it in the group chat with Nick Wagner Nick said I didn't agree with going with it going for it there and I didn't either after the penalty because Jimmy Garoppolo was noticeably shook like he was not playing well after that interception to lead the third quarter Mm -hmm. so like having that faith in Jimmy Garoppolo to go for it in that spot and I'm kind of switching gears here a little bit, but, but not at the end of the first half. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the first half thing, I'm not, I, I mean, we can talk about that, but the bigger point for me was later on when they had the third and forever. And then Debo Samuel rips off a big game, big gain on third down. It was what fourth and seven, fourth and eight. And Kyle Shanahan just punted right there mm-hmm. after going for it earlier. And I ultimately like, to me, I think both of those were mistakes. I think he should mm-hmm. have punted the first time. And I think he should have gone for it that time, mm-hmm. but the inverse happened. Um, and it was just like, it, it goes like Kyle Shanahan's relationship with Jimmy Garoppolo is so weird. It's like that friend you have in the friend group who is dating a girl you like, like, but don't like, but you also know that like their oh, relationship super drawn is out super toxic, but you get the holiday card and they look, they look perfect together. Uh-huh. and all of that and he's just your 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 buddy's just trying to stick it out because it's like man you know she's really great and etc cetera, etc cetera. but you realize like there there are things you cannot come back from in this relationship sure that's kyle shanahan and jimmy garoppolo to me right now yeah everyone's like this needs to end like sure it's great like it it, it the, the holiday card's beautiful you mm-hmm. know she's great she's great with the family all that stuff but it's like man there are some fatal flaws in this thing and you just need to end it and move on. Mm-hmm. But Kyle Shanahan's holding on, holding on to hope, <laughs> even though he already, he already acknowledged that he does need to move on by getting Trey Lance. But I put the, th- this one to me is mostly on Jimmy Garoppolo the, more than the anything cor- else that happened in the game. The corner they backed themselves into now is they've looked really good at times this year, where if you move on from Garoppolo and it doesn't work out, it's like, wait, 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 after one bad game. But anyways, the something something else you said there just kind of stuck out when you talk about the elite quarterbacks when the 49ers going into this week people uh james jones on the ringer nfl show former packers receiver said of any nfc team of all the nfc teams if he was the packers the niners were the team he would want to face the least and when people bring that up why do they say that because of kyle shanahan because they run the ball and they play good defense 
Why don't you want to face the Packers? Because Aaron Rodgers is going to beat you. Why don't you want to play Tom Brady? The Bucks. <laughs> I just said Tom Brady because Tom Brady is going to beat you. Why don't you want to play the Cardinals? Well, Kyler Murray is kind of scary. You know, the Rams unloaded a bunch of draft picks to improve their quarterback with Matthew Stafford. Any good team, any serious contender, the quarterback's the first thing you're looking at. You don't want to play the Chiefs because of Mahomes. You don't want to play the Ravens because of Lamar Jackson. You don't want to play the Bills because of Josh Allen. There is no serious contender in the league where you're going, well, they run the hell out of the football. That's nice. But if that's the number one thing, that's not going to work in 2021. That hasn't worked for more than a decade. And when you have games like tonight, it kind of pulls you back from the last three games that Garoppolo had where he played really well. And it's like, oh yeah, he's capable of being really bad and losing this team a game in a way that other quarterbacks aren't or he's he's capable of being bad enough to lose a game without being good enough to be capable of winning you a game and i know this is all a little pointless because like they've they've traded for his replacement like they're moving on but thursday went to show like hey any notion that hey maybe he's playing his way back in no he's not because of the seattle game And because of what happened against the Colts and because of this game, there are so many bad plays. I mean, even in the wins, there are bad plays, but there are so many bad plays that stick out where it's like, man, this offense is being held back by what's happening under center. The 49ers playoff push is officially on. They knocked out the Falcons in week 15. And now they go on. They have one home game left. They're in the thick of the playoff hunt, not just trying to sneak in, but now we're looking at a 49ers team that might actually make some noise in the playoffs, and you are going to want to be in the building. How do you do that? You use TickPick. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, and it's the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. So the dope thing about TickPick is they got rid of all the fees and extra service charges and all these weird things that you know wind up making you pay all this extra money, then you're actually paying for the ticket, it allows TickPick to guarantee the best prices on all their NFL tickets. And if you don't believe it, if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the purchase price. It says here in the copy to talk about an upcoming excitement around a 49ers game and their week 17 game at home against the Houston Texans could be the playoff clincher for them. They could clinch a playoff spot at home after all the tumult of this season, finally clinching that playoff spot is going to be pretty unbelievable. I was in the building for their week 15 game against the Falcons. That place was rocking and it's going to be even better atmosphere in week 17. So make sure you are in the building and get in the building, get into Levi stadium with TickPick. visit TickPick.com slash candlestick today to save $10 on your first order of 49ers tickets. That is TickPick.com slash candlestick. And we will see you at the game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you look at the playoff standings, right? Green Bay first, Dallas second, Tampa Bay third, Arizona fourth, Rams fifth, Niners sixth, Minnesota seventh. Mm-hmm. Are you taking Jimmy Garoppolo over any of the other seven quarterbacks that are currently leading their teams in the NFC playoff picture? I might take him over Cousins. That's fair. <laughs> but really, I mean, we could have a debate about that. I to- think the fact that it's a discussion is bad. That's the point, right? Like you right. want to, the goal is to win the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan's stated goal has said the best way to win a Super Bowl is to have a top five guy. Jimmy Garoppolo is not a top five guy. That's why I moved on because he believes Trey Lance has a skill set to eventually develop into a top five guy. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy Garoppolo is just not there. And then the rest of the roster just isn't good enough to to elevate that, to make up for that. So that's that's ultimately. Um, I mean, to me, it's just kind of that simple. It's like Let- Garoppolo can can have nice stretches where he plays really well mm-hmm. and he's efficient and he runs the offense really well. And I think a lot of that is just a reflection on, you know, like operating Kyle Shanahan's offense is difficult. But it always, it, it's just, it seems like Garoppolo is the limiting factor, not Shanahan's play calling. I'm, yes. I, and that's the thing is when people bemoan Shanahan's play calling, it's not always perfect, but it's, it's like, I feel like sometimes he's calling plays with one hand tied behind his back. Yeah. And, and I want to be clear, I'm divorcing his fourth down decision making from his play calling. Right. Right. right, right, right just in general. Right. Not because, like, thing. I don't think his fourth down decision making is, is particularly good. I know they're, there, there have been things written in analyses done saying that Shanahan's like bottom third in the league when it comes to just making the right call on fourth down. Right. A lot of like, it's my gut instinct. And it's like, right. no, 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 goes, no. You shouldn't exactly. be doing that. <laughs> exactly. We and have data. Like, my guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, but yeah, I, I just, we can't, for me, I don't look at Jimmy Garoppolo and be like, man, he's really overcoming some, some bad coaching here. I'm like Kyle Shanahan. It just feels like Kyle Shanahan's dragging Jimmy Garoppolo along a lot of the time. And like the Falcons game, like how many throws did Jimmy Garoppolo make into tight windows where it was like dudes were not just wide open? A couple. Yeah, and that and that's how this first half started, which is fine. You can win that game. You can win that way when you have a really good play caller and a really good mm-hmm. offensive designer. But games are going to go weird, and you're just going to need to make plays, and there exactly. just aren't enough of those. And the backbreaking interceptions are just that they're backbreaking. They were backbreaking mm-hmm. on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately why the 49ers lost in my opinion. 
and they're not even interceptions on throws where it's like, oh man, he really tried to get that one down the field. It's like throws that it's just like, hey, here's a throw over the middle that he connects on a lot of the time. He just sails one. Or hey, there's a linebacker he just didn't see. The Kittle interception, Kittle was never open on that play. It wasn't like he was late with it. It wasn't like he stared down George Kittle and was throwing him the football come hell or high water. Yeah, it was it was a bad decision, but I also think Kittle didn't help him out. I think what Jimmy Garoppolo was expecting was Kittle to seal off Jenkins there. Sure. And Jenkins was able to slide underneath him and, and make a play on the ball. But it was bad on both their parts. Another thing that obviously not ideal, that was George Kittle's last target. Brutal. He wasn't targeted in the passing game after that interception, which came late in the first quarter. Yeah, let's... I get I like I get it. The Titans doubled him. And that he was obviously a focal point of the game plan and all that, but you just need to manufacture ways to get George Kittle the ball. Give him a bubble screen, right? We saw it in the Falcons game. The bubble screen worked. Like you, mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan has enough ways to get George Kittle involved to the to where like it unlocks the offense and it can breathe a little bit. And not having that element was probably a factor in Jimmy Garoppolo not playing well. And on on the most basic level, and this is separate from that. 49ers ran the ball 21 times and Jimmy Garoppolo had 35 pass attempts. Like how often do we talk about the run pass ratio and like Kyle Shanahan ideally would want to run the ball 30 times. Well, it's like, you know, 14 more passes than runs in a game where, you know, it could like, it's just not the script. No, not the script. And, and if you, if you take a top 10 quarterback, like a real top 10 quarterback, and you give him 35 attempts in a game like that where the opponent scores 20 points, like you're probably going to win. Yeah. The defense played well enough. And let's let's move on to stuff outside the quarterback. The defense played well enough to win, but their inability to get off the field on third down was brutal, especially given what the Titans were dealing with on the offensive line. They were down to like their third string left tackle and they had guys playing out of position and they had rookies making their first starts. And it was, it was the kind of game that going in, you're like, wow, the Niners pass rush should just dominate this game. And they had four stacks. It wasn't horrible, but there's not a lot of reasons that the Titans should be regularly converting third and eight, third and 10, third and 12, third and 18. They just, it was, they just weren't, weren't good enough when they needed to be, I guess. I did a quick count before we started recording. Oh, thank the you. Tit- Cause I did the, not. The, the Titans converted eight third and sevens or longer. Not great. And overall, they, they converted nine of 16, which is nine, like nine third down conversions is a bananas number. Like that is. That is a wild, wild number. I think Nick had the stat that no team this season had converted more than five uh, third and tens or longer. (laughs) And when he sent the tweet out, the Titans had six. And they finished with nine. So the the pass rush got home to the point where, yeah, four sacks is good. And they had a bunch of quarterback hits. But it just felt like all those plays did not come on third down <laughs> right like there, there was one they got off the field i think in the fourth quarter um to stop their their scoring run 
because the Titans scored 17 unanswered points. And this is a Titans offense. This is the thing. This is a Titans offense that was struggling. And granted, A.J. Brown wasn't playing, and A.J. Brown had a huge game. The Niners just couldn't cover him. But, I mean, I ultimately, you can nitpick with the defense. And, like, we talked about it on the on the pre-show, on the pre-game pod, that, like, Nick Bosa should, should have a huge game. And he was just kind of a non-factor, uh, especially in the box score. It didn't have a sack. Um they they did all right against against the run, but it to me all comes down to the way they don't have a quarterback that can go make a play. They just don't have a guy in the secondary who's going to make a play and get a stop. And the Titans were getting whatever they wanted on third down, whether Tannehill had time or not. Like there were just guys open all the time. If you hold a team to two hundred and seventy eight net yards on 58 plays. Yeah. Like the 49ers outgained Tennessee 389 to to 278. And you hold a team to 20 points, you need to win that game. Correct. Like the defense obviously had flaws, but just looking at the raw totals and what happened, it was like AJ Brown went off and the Niners were terrible on third down. But like not enough happened for Tennessee offensively to make you think that's a that's a game that you know, you can't win. Right. Right. Like they, they, they didn't do anything with the exception of finding AJ Brown on third down. And that's like the defense played well enough. It was bad on third down, obviously, but the overall to me that just it, this falls on the offense more so in the defense, but yeah, that doesn't absolve the fact that the 49ers cornerback situation is horrendous. And if they lose in the playoffs, there's, very likely going to come a game where Devontae Adams has 160 yards or, you know, CeeDee Lamb has 10 catches for 180 or Chris Godwin or Mike Evans or, you know, whoever you play. Every team in the NFC playoffs right now is loaded at receiver. Yep. And the 49ers cornerback situation is abysmal and they just don't have a chance if the pass rush isn't getting home like it needs to. And they're so bad that the pass rush needs to be incredible. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the Niners pass rush was, I would say decent tonight. It's fine, but it it's wasn't good enough because the cornerbacks can't cover anybody. Yeah. So AJ Brown had 140. Check that. Hang on. I have my numbers wrong. No, I don't had 145 receiving yards. And the Titans gained 278 yards. He accounted for 52.2% of their yards. He had 11 That's catches. insane. He had 11 catches. No other player had more than three for Tennessee. That's crazy. Yeah, it's just... It, so, so, zooming out here, big picture. The reason when you talk about... You know, I, I, I did a radio hit on Sirius XM last night and it was a late night show, not a big deal. And the guy asked like, uh, can the, are the 49ers Super Bowl contenders or can the 49ers win the Super Bowl? And it's kind of, yeah, maybe, but tonight every issue that would stop them from doing so shined. Yeah. Their quarterback wasn't good enough and they can't cover anybody or at least cover top receivers well enough to get off the field on third down or get a stop in the red zone. 
Yeah, and the offense just, wasn't good uh, on third down either. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> it's kind of what it what it came down to. I know it's a short week. I know they had to travel on the short week, and that's a little bit of adversity, but they the missed throws by Garoppolo weren't a matter of travel in short week because we've seen him miss those throws on long weeks <laughs> coming yeah. off buys. Like it doesn't it, it, regular weeks. It was just a classic, like, Oh yeah. Like the 49ers have a hard time stringing a bunch of really, really good games together. And this is a really, really bad game. Yeah. They're, they're just situations where they make too many mistakes. Mm-hmm. You listed all the games earlier, like, Seahawks game, the second Arizona game, the Colts game. Like it's just mistakes. The Packers game. The Packers game. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just mistakes. When they're not making mistakes, they can hang with anybody. Mm-hmm. They have five pro bowlers. The Titans had one pro bowler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like the Titans were missing their first string left tackle and their second string left tackle and their starting left guard. Mm-hmm. Right, like Julio Jones clearly he had one catch for seven yards. Not himself. Not himself. Like this was a winnable game. I'm not. I'm not buying the short week Thursday thing. I'm with you. This was a very winnable game, and yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo missing Kyle Uzcheck wide open. I don't think has anything to do with it being a short week. Yeah, he misses that type of throw all the time. <laughs> yeah, it just you know, and that's that's what it comes down to for me. Like they're not. So somebody listening to this probably hears you say when they make mistakes, they lose. And that's probably the case for a lot of teams, but there's also a lot of teams who make mistakes and overcome them. Right. It just shouldn't, it shouldn't, you shouldn't need to win the turnover battle to win the game. You should be able to throw, you should be able to throw an interception or two and be fine. And the 49ers aren't. Like they just they're just they're not the Chiefs they have to play for perfect football. The Chiefs were turning it over five times a game, it felt like. I mean not five, like three or four times a game from like week two to week eight. Yeah, Mahomes was not very good. And now they're ten and four in the number one seed in the AFC. Like you, you know why? when you have an elite quarterback, you can you can overcome these things. And to say, well, it's not fair to con- you know compare Jimmy Garoppolo to Patrick Mahomes, it's like, well, when you're trying to win a Super Bowl, these are the teams that you need to contend with. And that's why the standard for Jimmy Garoppolo is so high, because the expectation for this team is to win the Super Bowl. And in order to do that, you need to have a quarterback that can get you there. And we're not saying that Jimmy Garoppolo isn't one of maybe the 15 or 20 best quarterbacks in the league. We're saying he's not one of the top five guys who can help you get a Super Bowl. And I think based on how the last four seasons have gone, even despite 2019 and the fact that 49ers got to the Super Bowl, there's overwhelming evidence that Jimmy Garoppolo is a tough bet to have mm-hmm. as your starting quarterback to be a Super Bowl contender year in and year out. Yep. So we shall see. Trey Lance isn't gonna play isn't gonna like start games now. Like that's not going to happen. No, that's not, that's not the direction the conversation needs to go. It's just not, that's, that's off the table at this point. All the toothpaste is out of the tube. 
That's the question true. the question now is A, can the 49ers make the playoffs? They need at least one win and a little bit of help. And B, if they make the playoffs, what version of this team do we get in the wild card round? Do we get the version that's going to turn it over a couple times? Then they're probably out in, in one and done. Do we get the version that doesn't turn the ball over and doesn't make bad mistakes? Well, then they can hang with anybody. Can they get that for, let's see, wild card division? Four straight games and win a Super Bowl? Probably not. The good news is for them, so they're still in the sixth seed, although they played Thursday before anybody else has played. Right. Minnesota, seven and seven. They're currently in the seventh seed. If they win, they do not jump the 49ers. Correct. Um, Philadelphia, seven and seven, currently in the eighth spot. Uh, if they win, they don't jump the 49ers. Right. I don't know about New Orleans and what their tiebreaker situation would be with the Niners because obviously those teams haven't played. Um, but there's a chance that they would jump the 49ers. I think, given that they're 8-7, and seven, the 49ers should come out of the weekend still in the 6th or 7th seed. Right. So that's a positive. But yeah, you need to beat Houston. And then you'd love to beat the Rams. And maybe the Rams don't have a whole lot to play for at that point. Although they're, they'll be trying to win the division because they have the same record yeah. as Arizona right now. Correct. So, I mean, winning that game would obviously be massive. Also, the 49ers dream of winning the NFC West is dead. They needed right. to win out. That was step yeah, one. I mean, it, it felt like they were done in terms yep. of winning the NFC West. Right. And they lost to Seattle and went 0-4 against Arizona. And Seattle. Right. It was mathematically possible until they lost to Tennessee, though. Yeah, but you're right. It felt over a long time ago. You want to get to pick six? Speaking of feeling over. Ooh, this was a bloodbath. Tough. Tyler, if you want to drop the thing, go ahead. If you don't <laughs> want to, because this was such a disgraceful performance by Chris and I, uh, by me and by me and by Chris and me. Um, let's don't drop the thing. Like, do do what you want to do with this, man. I will. The, you have the keys. All right, pick six on our pregame pod. Chris picks three players. I pick three players. That's six players. That's where the bit gets its name. Three players that we think will have good games for the 49ers or need to have a good game for the 49ers to win that particular week. Chris, I'm just going to run down the names. In fact, here, so you picked first. So you had picks one, three, and five. I had picks two, four, and six. Nick Bosa, George Kittle, Trent Williams, Josh Norman, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jawan Jennings. Who had the best pick this week? The best pick. Um, well, Trent Williams had a couple bad penalties, including that one on Yo, fourth down. Let me real quick. Yeah, he had the false start on the fourth down. That was really bad. The holding one sucked. There, the face mask one on when Bud Dupree went offside. That's that, an that unbelievable sucked. rule. So a defensive end can jump off sides. And the left tackle, while trying to get a hold of him because he blew past him early, grabs the face mask. The offsides no longer counts, and the face mask takes precedence because it's a 15-yard penalty against a five, so they don't offset. That's an insane rule. If, if, that's, if that can happen, the play should just be blown dead. Correct. Yeah, it's, it's unabated but, to the quarterback or whatever they say. Yeah, the play should have been blown dead. I think that's, that was some, some bad officiating there. 
really bad. Um, yeah, Nick Bosa. I mean, going up up against the third string right tackle, he they they lined him up over right tackle a lot, or maybe mm-hmm. he lined himself up over there. I'm not I'm not entirely sure how that happened, but yeah, three tackles. They were one quarterback hit, one tackle for loss, no sacks. They were going to make sure Nick Bosa didn't beat them. Yeah, which they is... were throwing so many bodies at him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought this was going to be one of those like three sack games for Bosa, and yeah. you know he he almost it looked like he was going to have a uh, he was just going to annihilate Tannehill on that one in the second half. <laughs> I think the third held. quarter when he got yeah. held at the very last second. Yeah, um, that looked like it could have been a game changing play, but yeah, Nick Bosa not great for the first pick. Um, George Kittle for you, second overall, not good. Two catches, twenty one yards, and just like not a. Even aside from not being targeted, he had the false start. He was beaten in pass protection on a third down sack. It just wasn't a great Kittle game. Now, that's where Kittle is so beat up that you could see like, oh, travel on a short week. Right. You could see where he might not be 100%. Um, Yeah, I agree with that. I talked to one of the things that really sticks out to me at a site I used to write for. Uh, I talked to Troy Brown, who played for the Patriots oh, uh, during the early part of their dynasty. And uh, I, I asked him about Thursday night games, and he said, when you turn 30, you don't even start to feel a little normal until like Wednesday. And they're having these guys play Thursdays. So, again, it's not like the Niners are a super old team, but you could see where a guy like Kittle, like I said, who's so beat up all the time. Like on that short week, it's just, it's really hard to get the body right by then. But not a good George Kittle game. And they probably could have used one. Trent Williams, we talked about it. Yeah, not, I don't, not great. Josh Norman, tough. Did not have an interception or a forced fumble. Got beat for the go ahead touchdown that made it 17 10. Is it me or has it been a while since he's had one of his forced fumbles? It's been a while. Okay. Shout out stained. I had Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, our friends at the Blue Wire social team just tweeted out uh the 49ers are one in six in games that Jimmy Garoppolo has thrown at least one interception. So seven and oh when Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't throw a pick, one in six when he does. The the issue there is not the interceptions, it's that they can't overcome them. Yeah, and often they lead like tonight's game like he throws a pick and they score a touchdown what like two or three plays later yeah and a three-point loss Mm -hmm. right like all the point spread there very rarely are there point spreads that are bigger not very rarely but more often than not point spreads are like six points or fewer right because all these teams are so closely right matched matched up and aligned and turnovers that just lead to points are just so massive so yeah yep and then Jawan jennings Still can't catch the ball in the middle of the field. It's unbelievable. Two catches, 19 yards. Juwan Jennings outside the hashes. Yeah, good little player. Juwan Jennings <laughs> inside the hashes. Cheeks. Can't catch. It's it's unreal, dude. So who won? Nobody. We're all losers. My cat was Jimmy agrees. Garoppolo the best player that was drafted in this game? In pick six this week? If you statistically, probably, 
If but, you ignore the picks, Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> 26 of 35, that's 74 percent, 322 yards. He averaged 9.2 yards per attempt, which totally. is phenomenal. It's really good outside of the catastrophic mistakes. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> did you see did you see what I tweeted during the game? That Jimmy Garoppolo would be really good if he was just a little better. Yes. <laughs> like, I know that sounds dumb, but that's just how it like. That's a perfect description of Jimmy Garoppolo. It's like, man, this guy would be awesome if he was like a little better at football. Yeah. Just a, like a little better. <laughs> man. Uh, I guess you win. <laughs> you can have this one. I'm gifting this to you. Merry Christmas, man. Oh, thanks, dude. Appreciate it. <laughs> It's uh, 300, 322 yards, 9.2 yards per attempt. Just a stellar Jimmy Garoppolo game. Yes. I'm so smart for drafting him. Should I tweet that? <laughs> like you all want to tell me Jimmy Garoppolo was bad tonight. Explain this. Right. Explain these 9.2. I wonder what his EPA was. Oof, EPA. Yeah. Like it's wild that the dude. Never mind. I'm not going to say that on the podcast. I'm going to tell you after the pod, though, the joke I want to make about EPA. EPA and like. I'm very pro analytics and I enjoy reading analytics. I use analytics. I write about analytics and they're extremely useful, but I just have a really hard time with the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo is second in the NFL among quarterbacks in EPA since 2017 behind only Patrick Mahomes. Sure. I do not trust EPA. If that's what EPA is spitting out. Is EPA a coach adjusted stat? Yeah, I, I mean, I've just I've watched every single Jimmy Garoppolo is, play. Does, is that to say that Aaron Rodgers would make the 49ers offense worse? And, and look, I'm not trying to say, like, I understand <laughs> the formula and I know everything that goes into it. It's just sure. I do not trust the stat that tells you Jimmy Garoppolo is the second best quarterback in the NFL. I'm right since there. I'm right there with you. I'm right there. <laughs> um. So, 49ers yeah, are probably going to still make the playoffs, but Thursday night's game was bad. Thursday night's game in a, in the scope of this year is kind of whatever in the scope of what is this team look like over the next two or three years, it's clear why they're making the changes they're going to make. Yes. And maybe they can have a good off season to the point where it's like, Hey, we're going with Trey Lance and we have 15 million more in cap space because we're moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo. Like maybe we can go sign an elite corner. Like an elite, maybe an actual elite corner. Maybe. (laughs) Or another really good pass rusher. And you have confidence that Ambry Thomas is going to develop, but right. Ambry Thomas, a couple pass breakups up tonight, baby steps. I think he's fine. Like I'm not fine. A rookie cornerback getting flambéed by AJ Brown a couple times, like that happens. Right. He had he had a couple of nice pass breakups, which is an improvement from last week, which was an improvement from the week before. He's getting better by playing, which is a novel concept. Yeah, no, you just got to bury your rookies for as long as possible. Yeah, before letting them get any actual snaps and developing them. <laughs> I, I mean, I I, get I don't it. have I don't have anything else to say really. Yeah, I don't either. We've said a lot of things about Jimmy Garoppolo, and it feels like we've repeated ourselves a lot, but that's just what it is when you podcast about a team and Jimmy Garoppolo is a quarterback for that team. <laughs> Correct. Um, when you keep running into the same problem at some point, like... This game, uh, uh, we'll end on this, for and, and I'll let you retort. 
This game for me does not change my opinion about the 49ers at all in terms of what their season is. It's the exact same stuff. Yes. There was an opportunity, I think, had they gone into Tennessee and just steamrolled them, let's say they went up 21-0 in the first half and just cruised to like a 28-13 win. Which is what should have happened. Kind of like the Falcons game. Yeah. It would have been like, oh, man, like, watch out. But the fact they lost, it's not, it's just like, oh, yeah. Like, of course, this is who they are. Right. We're 16 weeks in. You got to be more consistent. Well, <laughs> they're we they're a, very we, consistent. Jimmy Garoppolo is super consistent in terms of his ability to have games where he turns the ball over. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're not, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. I didn't learn anything. You're right. Nothing new. They still they are. Like, they can still in, make the playoffs. They can still, I believe they can beat anybody in the NFC in any totally. given game. Um, but this is just, and this can happen too. They, if they make the playoffs, do you trust them to four games in a row? Let's just say make to three games in a row play at the level they need to play at to win those games against the teams they're going to be playing against? I don't. No, I mean, they're they're one game over 500. That's if, what it is. And if the league didn't expand to seven postseason teams in each conference, the Niners might not make it. It's <laughs> a great point. <laughs> so they are what they are. Um, yeah, frustrating game. Definitely. I, I thought they should have just blown them out. The way the first half was going, if Jimmy Garoppolo just makes the Kyle Juszczyk throw and doesn't get picked off, um, throw the ball away or do just do something else. Yeah. Don't throw yep. pick. Anyway, so everybody have a good holiday. We'll be back. Yeah, do that. We'll be back uh, early next week. We're not going to do any more planning live on the pod. We'll we'll save that. No, it's the holidays. We're going to enjoy some time with our families. Yeah. But we'll be back for some red hot Niners Texans preview action. Get excited. Niners Texans. Let's try to get a good Texans guest. Great. I'm on it. (laughs) See what some of these obscure teams. It's a little bit harder to find guests at. No, we'll find somebody. Yeah. Okay. I know people in Houston. Or we could get other Niners. Niners. Yeah, related. we know people. We're Niners producing different things on the pod now. We've had Patrick Willis and Kyle Juszczyk and George Kittle and Peter King and a lot of people on the pod. But yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah. Kevin Clark. He's great. No, that's okay. Okay, I'm gonna, we're going to go now. Okay, we're going to go. Goodbye, everybody. See you guys next week. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.